You're listening to Spotlight On. I'm Bevan Vernell, and today's Spotlight is on Shakespeare Theatre Company of Washington, D.C. I am more than delighted to have on the phone with me today award-winning director and senior director of learning, Samantha Wirebello. Thanks for chatting with me today, Samantha. I'm very happy to be with you today. I'm so glad to be talking to you about all of the wonderful things that you're doing over at Shakespeare Theatre Company in D.C. But before we jump into that, I would really love for our listeners to hear a little bit about your background. I know you have an extensive resume directing plays and musicals all over the United States. Can you give me and our listeners a little bit of background on your career you've had so far? Like anybody, you know, I I, I consider myself to be a make-believer, right? I, I, I get to play make-believe for a living in it. It probably started with dancing. When I was in high school, I liked to choreograph dances. And then I graduated high school. Of course, you have to get a real job, whatever that means. So I started out in chemical engineering. And after about a year and a half taking those classes, I realized I really missed the performance aspect and that connection. So I took a deep breath and my parents were supportive and I switched to theater and I've been doing theater ever since. Got my BA in theater, (laughs) got my MFA in acting and directing from University of Missouri, Kansas City, and was blessed to start freelance directing work soon after that. And since then, I have worked as a staff position in three different regional theaters. And I've been here at Shakespeare Theater Company for 12 years now. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. And I know I worked with you at Arizona Theater Company, which was where you were the director of education and the associate artistic director. Right. So I was hired there and I was on the artistic staff and directed plays, helped with casting, all of those things. But Arizona Theater Company at that time didn't have an education department and leadership applied for grants and received some grants and they handed me what in essence was a very large grant fund and said, okay, what would you do with this? Because I was shooting my mouth off all the time about mentorship and that every door that opened for me professionally was because somebody stopped and paid attention and listened to my questions. So we started an education department, which is still going today. So I was very busy doing the two roles, but it was so rewarding. Yeah, really it's it's still the programs are in existence today. I was just checking out the Arizona Theater Company website and saw that the Summer on Stage program is still alive and well. And I know you were very involved yeah. in that program. I do want to chat with you, though, about something we haven't chatted about recently, though, is the, the internship program. Was that your doing, the Stephen F. Austin University partnership between Arizona Theater Company mm-hmm. and the university? Or was that already in existence when you started there? No, we started that up. We We started talking to Stephen F. Austin State University about the possibility of their students coming and doing internships with us, and we made that start to happen. I was three years into the job, and uh, we had two students that first year and continued on that for many, many more years. And what's beautiful now is the students that came and spent a year with us under that internship, they're doing amazing things in the world now, in the world of theater. And it's really remarkable to see what they're doing. So, and thank God for Facebook because it lets me stay in touch with all of them. So we started that. 
That's absolutely. Awesome. And then you had another great program. So Summer on Stage was the summer program for high school students, right? Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Sure. Summer on Stage was actually a program that Arizona Theater Company had for a couple seasons prior to us beginning the education department. And it was the brainchild of John Gentry, a local actor who helped begin the program. And we fleshed it out more so High school students that wanted a theatrical experience would spend five weeks with us working on one to up to three shows some years and working on all aspects of learning how to be actors and producing plays, which would culminate in performances. And what was lovely about it was just the idea that it was summer and that it felt like camp and it really really was lovely and the entire arizona theater company staff leaned into it and were part of it sometimes they made cameos and videos and sometimes they were really supportive in front of house and such so anybody that that makes theater, I think, has that inside them that understands that those that are just discovering what theater can do for their lives and enhancing their own creativity, we really want to help that, nurture that. Absolutely. That's um, such an important part of theater and, and, and keeping that cycle of theater alive and well. So fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about Shakespeare Theater Company and how long it's been around? What's the story behind SDC? Shakespeare Theater Company, we are housed in the District of Columbia and been around for over 30 years, founded by Michael Kahn who also ran Juilliard Theater Division for a number of years. And he wanted to build a theater that focused on the production of classic work. And he just retired about four years ago after a long 27, 28-year experience. And these founders really put their imprint on a, on a place. And I came and did an internship while I was getting my master's. I was here for about seven months doing an internship and directing. Oh, cool. So I got work to work side by side with him. Right. So I knew the theater. Nice. And so when the opportunity came to come here again and they were looking for somebody to focus on their learning efforts and I applied, it was like coming back home, even though it had been, oh, 20. 20 years or so. You came full so, circle, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's well, awesome. Well, there's a whole story, too, of the fact that when I was here the first time and then got hired, actually, after being an intern, I was on the staff. The person that was stage managing my first show is now my husband. Oh, well. But we didn't get married till 20 years later. I know. I, I don't know, know if right? I knew that part of the story. That's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so we kind of met at Shakespeare Theater Company. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And, you know, and now our children go to camp here at Shakespeare Theater Company. It's like, what? Talk, that happened? is really okay. full circle then, really. <laughs> More than I knew prior to this conversation. So cool. <laughs> Very sweet. (laughs) So a little bit more about us, because there's more to the story of Shakespeare Theater. Simon Godwin, who is an amazing artist and human, came 
and took it over about four years ago, was in the job six months and then the pandemic hit. But he has really embraced leading from the heart here and making the stories about the human experience in this beautiful way. We are blessed to have had three sold out shows this spring. Congratulations. And yeah, thank you. I know in these times, it's a gift. And one of them included King Lear, led by Patrick Page as the title role with uh, some amazing artists in it that sold out that Simon directed. So our community has really stepped up in these times where there's scarcity in theater and theaters are struggling. They have really stepped up and supported us in a way that has kept us not only afloat, but thriving right now, which is uh, very unique, I know. It also, time. it's amazing that you can get such high caliber actors to come and perform in your shows. That's definitely going to be a huge draw as well, right? I mean, that's amazing that yeah. you had such an incredible cast for that show. So congrats yeah. on that. And what a great story too. Absolutely. Right? Um, and that ties really well into your education program or your learning program that you have at STC, right? Don't you incorporate some of the past performances such as King Lear into some of the curriculum that you have to offer the community and schools across the country? Yeah. So this is this is a byproduct of the pandemic that we didn't expect, but we're embracing. During the pandemic, of course, everybody went to virtual connections and virtual experiences, (laughs) right? And everybody was miserable. Very miserable. But we made it work. Um, We made it work and here we are, right? And particularly instructors, teachers really went through it where they had to be an IT wizard and they had to be a health expert. And, oh, by the way, please teach our children. Right. So... While you're at while you're at home, making sure that your family is a okay too. Right. It was a right. nice right. a nice juggling act. <laughs> oh my goodness! To all of you in in education, really hats off to you because it was a Herculean effort. What was happening? I was I had my first then first grader sitting next to me learning how to mute herself on zoom (laughs) in first grade right they're supposed to learn how to add simple numbers but no they're learning how to run computer programs oh my goodness so we learned then was well now that schools have been through this experience many of them have a capability of digital learning because it was a necessity. It was critical. So what we have done here is receive the rights on productions that we can share out across the country, across the world, if, if we want, that we have developed wraparound units on theater and kind of tied it up with acting, design, including a social justice component where you can watch King Lear and let the students digitally have experiences through our management system, Moodle, which I believe we're the only theater that has an educational management system. But we really have been able to scale up the exploration of these professional productions. So not only do teachers get to see them, they also have our teaching artists and 
our ancillary program through Moodle, being able to put together a 10-unit experience about the themes and values of these shows. So we have The King Lear we were able to record. We have Romeo and Juliet that was recorded by the National Theater during the pandemic. And it's this lovely 90-minute Romeo and Juliet that is set in a theater and they're actors to begin and they take on these roles. It's really theatrical. We have uh, Merchant of Venice that stars John Douglas Thompson. That was a co-production we did with Theater for a New Audience in New York. And um, we also have, it's so good, there is a show we have that, was the show that we filmed during the pandemic when we couldn't go out. It's called All the Devils Are Here, How Shakespeare Invented the Villain. Oh. And it's a one-man show by Patrick Page. And he goes through the chronological order of the villains that Shakespeare created with commentary and, of course, acting. And, and it's wonderful. Amazing. And we have... Yes, yeah, right? That's so cool. And we have already taught this across the country digitally in California, in Kansas, in Pennsylvania, all sorts of places. And it's gotten a really good response. That's so um, cool. And I learned things about that production. Yeah. You said there's a social justice element to it. It sounds like there's also some acting involved as well, especially if you're studying different monologues in All the Devils Are Here. Can you talk a little bit about what the students might get out of this in more than one regard, right? They're studying the content, but are they also performing? There's opportunity to perform, absolutely. And we uh, connect with them and their own creativity under certain aspects of the show and how they can relate to some of these people that were related to villains. For instance, Shylock, who is considered in some circles a villain in The Merchant of Venice, but also it's a problematic play in many regards because of the anti-Semitism that happens in the show. And when we unpack one of his beautiful speeches that Shakespeare wrote, where he talks about the sameness between Shylock and the people that are mocking him, and he starts out with ideas about being I have the same eyes as you. I have the same wants, the needs, desires. We're very similar. We ask students to think about a time when they have seen somebody who has been considered a villain, an other, and talk about that. It can be their own experience, their own personal experience, or somebody else, but how that makes somebody feel and how actually when we want to other people, it's important to look at the similarities and how that we might want the same thing. Hopefully, in some of our lessons, that's just one example, there's an opportunity to address making better citizens and having more empathy, which theater always thrives to do. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about the social justice standards that you mentioned? Just because not, right, I don't right, think right. a lot of schools and educators even know about those standards. Yeah, so I, I didn't I, know about them. Absolutely. So one of the things that we started incorporating here at Shakespeare Theater Company into all of our curriculum building is the social justice standards as defined by the Southern Poverty Law Center that really speak to equity diversity and inclusion in so many classrooms that's necessary. And there's a learning component for students, but also for educators. We still have things that 
we need to learn as far as our biases. So there are four different sections that the Southern Poverty Law Center separates the social justice standards into. And one example is action and understanding in a certain situation how students can learn to provide support. Students can have the ability to have agency in order to protect or include somebody who might have a different lived experience than them. Mm. So uh, we're working with Shakespeare in LA on the using Shakespeare and social justice together so that we can look at things like Romeo and Juliet and pull out the themes that Shakespeare wrote over 400 years ago mm. that still make us think about how we treat other human beings. It's kind of amazing. It is really incredible. It's It just shows that humans are always humans. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. that's what we do. We're humans. We make human mistakes like othering other people. And we need to reflect on it and, and keep moving towards improving that behavior as humans so we can stop doing that eventually. Right. You know? Exactly. And that exactly. sounds like an amazing thing to weave into school. So we can t- theater teachers take advantage of this and other academic areas such as English or ethnic studies, for example? Absolutely. If anybody is interested in talking to us about having a digital learning experience, and they can be a one workshop, five workshops, 10 workshops that include the shows, they can just contact us at contactedu at shakespearetheater.org. And um, we'd love to talk to them about it. It sounds like you really tailor each program to the individual school and the needs of that school. Yes. Here in the district, we work with 14 different counties, for instance, in person because we have Maryland, Virginia, and the District of Columbia that are all nestled together. And we know that even our in-person or hybrid schools that we work with, some of them have a 45-minute class. Some of them have a 90-minute class. Some of them, there's a break in between. And educators have been through so much that whatever will make it easiest for them, including us coming into the classroom and taking some of the heavy lift off of them in terms of their learning preparation, we want to do. So yeah, we'll, we'll tailor it. We'll, I call it build a bear workshops, right? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you want it to be, we, you can pick the bear, you can pick the clothes. (laughs) Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. And so I will make sure that the link is also posted on our social media for Spotlight on Education so people can get in touch with you there. And before we wrap up today, though, can you just tell us why theater is so important to have in schools? What What do you think about that? Why do we have to have theater in schools? Oh, my gosh, Devin. Big question. That gets me like it's a wonderful question and it just gets me emotional just hearing you ask the question, right? These things that we call art, visual art, performing art, all of these things are a reflection on a human experience, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a way of looking at the world. Picasso, in some of his paintings, it was a very fragmented way of looking at the world. And yet that was how he wanted to reflect back. Mm -hmm. So an art form like theater, it's only going to make the student reflect back onto who they are and get a stronger sense of where they see themselves in the world. If you watch a story on stage and 
you can be entertained by it, or you can be elevated to a new way of thinking, or something can be illuminated. Um, These things are going to make us so much richer and feel less alone and feel like we want to better the world. And uh, for all those reasons, theater's theater is a necessity. It's critical, especially in school. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom today. I love talking to you, Samantha. And I'm I'm super excited about this program that you have going on at Shakespeare Theater Company for all schools across the whole country. Anybody in the world can access them. So it's amazing. And I hope lots of schools jump on board this year and check it out because it's just making theater more accessible to our public school students. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Bevan. Thanks for having me. This has been Spotlight On. Spotlight On is produced at Holyoke Media in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spotlight On is a resource for all things theater education, from lesson planning to how to produce a show on a budget, fundraising, teaching ELL students, inclusivity in the theater classroom, professional development, and so much more. Tune in each week for a new guest in the spotlight that will share all things theater education.